Okay, cook. Underestimated and still I made it. In the book of hard knocks, I'm highly educated. Nobody told me, looked over, but still dedicated. Played in the league for 13, I ain't gotta be favorite. Two Super Bowls, Honolulu, I stood with the greatest. The thing is this, if never rich, I'm good with my neighbors. DB precision, television, ain't ask for no favors. Numbers don't lie, neither do pictures, just look in the papers. No backing down or turning back, part two of the movie. Never the biggest, but it takes more than two just to move me. Ain't gotta like what I'm saying, just respect it, it's honest. Run through opponents, watch the film, it's effective, I promise. Sit back and grab your popcorn, watch me go to work. And tackle all of these topics right here on Face First. Man, it's like being, it's like being at a party whenever the intro drops, when K-Cooks comes on. It's, you know, it's, it's what we do here on Face First. This is an exciting week for Louisiana football. This is probably, I'm going to say it, this is probably the greatest week in Louisiana football history minus the Super Bowl win for the New Orleans Saints. That's, it's got to be. I mean, we have a Heisman winner, which we already knew, right? We knew Joe Burrow would do that. Um, we got the Bolitnikov, Maxwell, the Thorpe, coach of the year, Derek Stingley, who... Again, amazingly, wasn't SEC freshman of the year. Makes every All-American team, as he should, as he also should have been sitting at the award show for the Thorpe Award. But we won it anyway because, I mean, LSU's DBU. Then the two defensive players of the week in the NFL are Tredavious White and Pat Peterson, LSU alums, DBU guys. But the, the, the true big thing that happened this week was Drew Brees. Drew Brees, how it always happens on Monday night, I have no idea. But you have to love schedulers. ESPN has to love them even more because they have the games. And we got to see him break the, the yardage record last year with the pass to Traquan Smith down the sideline. And it was the Washington Redskins. It was probably a pass I could have thrown. That's how wide open he was. I obviously can't throw it as well as Drew Brees, as accurately. Uh, I don't necessarily go through my progressions as well, but I could have stood there and thrown that ball. What they call me at DB Precision for our training is Russell Newton. Uh, that's my quarterback name. Um, and it's because I have a lot of Cam Newton's characteristics as a quarterback. Uh, I dress well. Um, sometimes I do a little bit too much. Uh, I've had long hair before, short hair, so I change up my my hairstyle. The one thing different about us, Cam actually has calves. I don't. Um, and so that hurts me a little bit. But I'm more Russell Wilson's height. And so that's kind of where the Russell Newton thing comes into play. But I can play a little bit of quarterback. Not great, but but good. And so you watch Drew Brees break this record. And he doesn't just break the record, right? Like if he was, say the game was tight and he struggled. And, and then he threw a touchdown to win the game. Maybe that would have been cool. But I thought it was just amazing to see the total dominance and mastery of an offense that Drew Brees has. And I, I, I kind of make this joke about Drew Brees in the pregame, but I want to watch Drew Brees do his pregame warm-up. And because of this reason, if you watch him, he'll throw a slant and then he'll go through his progression and he'll run to the end zone. And when you watch it, it's, it's kind of weird and, and, and maybe a little nerdy to people that don't know football. But to somebody like me who wasn't extremely talented, it's, it's something I'm in awe of. That type of obsessive, compulsive behavior about your work is, is why he's great. 
it, it's why he got to this point. A guy who who went to Purdue, who wasn't a first round draft pick, who was actually replaced in the place he was drafted by Philip Rivers, who only had opportunities to go to Miami or New Orleans in free agency because of a shoulder injury. How does he get to this point? How does he put himself in the conversation of or or to be a part of the GOAT conversation when he's not necessarily a guy we look at as the most talented player that has played the position? He's not the most accomplished player from that position of a team excellence standpoint, yet he's playing right now as good as we've ever seen anyone play at this age. The last two weeks, better than we've ever seen anyone play at this age. And that includes Tom Brady, who at this age actually won an MVP. And so when you have 96.7% completion percentage in a game, you throw for four touchdowns, they take one away from you in the most inexplicably Saints way possible with a pass interference. How great was that? That was a that actually made me smile. That made me smile, and I was excited about it because I wanted to see that if he didn't win get the record the rest of the night, how the referees would have made it out of MSY. How they could have gotten to the airport, actually boarded their planes. It didn't matter that they would have taken off their footlocker uniforms. People in New Orleans, we know. And Breezes? You gonna take away Breezes' record? We can't let you do that. But it got me to thinking. So Drew Brees is probably going to have all of the records when he leaves. Now, what's crazy is those records are probably going to be broken by somebody like Matthew Stafford. Because that tells you, because that's where the game is going now. Shoot, while you're playing, it might be broken by Jameis Winston. Right now. Is he also going to break the interception record? Absolutely. He's going to shatter the turnover record. Although he hasn't caught up with Peyton Manning's first five years yet, which is something people don't really talk about. But Jameis record, Jameis, he's going to be Jameis records. That was an accident, but that's who he's going to be. Jameis records, because he's going to break all the records. No Mike Evans last week. Godwin gets hurt. Dude still throws for 450. It's, 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 I don't know how they're ever going to get rid of Jameis, but... Okay, I digress. Back to, 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 to Drew Brees, right? Drew Brees is going to have all these amazing records. Even Tom Brady tweets him, you know, your records are going to be hard to break, but it's worth a, a try. Oh, Tom, no. One thing different between you and Drew. Drew has Michael Thomas. The dude catches every pass. You're throwing the ball to Julian Edelman, and nobody really cares right now. But you look at this. I mean, the Tom Brady's, the, the Joe Montana's, the, the Peyton Manning's, Brett Favre's, the... The, the Jim Kelly's, just all of these other quarterbacks who are Hall of Fame quarterbacks, where does Drew Brees stack up with these guys? And I remember last year when he broke the yardage record, I said, you know, he's in my top 10. At the time, he was kind of like at the bottom half of my top 10, and I had reasons that made that make sense to me. Because depending on how you frame this conversation is – where you value Drew Brees. If it's a strict numbers deal and a numbers deal over his career, then Drew Brees is going to be extremely high on your list. I don't necessarily know if that's why we feel that way about Tom Brady because of the numbers, because I believe it's because of championships. And then when you include championships, now you have to include Joe Montana, 
who is a very similar quarterback to Drew Brees to me. A guy who had a great coach and Coach Walsh and who understood his offense in a way that we haven't seen many people until probably, well, Drew Brees. And so now we get into this conversation, and it's a heated conversation, especially when you live where I live. Because right now I'm doing this from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which probably puts me in a safer place than I would be if I was at the crib. Like if I was at my mom's house, I couldn't do this, at least not do it, post it live, and then try to drive across the bridge. But I could do it now because they can't come get me in Baton Rouge. And anyway, the other part of it is, Everybody's confused that I wear suits now because I'm probably tougher than all the people who tweet me about these things anyway. And so unless you're going to sneak up on me, I like my chances. And so, you know, last week, you know, and, and when I, I had this conversation with Matt Moscona going into last week that I am not a Saints fan, that I never was a Saints fan. I mean, the Saints weren't even good back in the day. And I mean, who was I going to cheer for? Like Ruben Mays? I like Dalton Hewitt. I mean, the Dome Patrol was cool. Um, you know, Bobby Bear was okay when I could understand what he was saying. John Forcade went to my high school, so that was always a dope connection. But the Saints were just, eh, they were the Saints. I was a Philadelphia Eagles fan. You know, they had my favorite quarterback. He had great initials. His initials were RC. My initials were RC. We both ran the ball at quarterback. I ran it because I couldn't throw. He ran it because he was talented. Different things, but I felt like we were kindred spirits. And so now we talk about the Saints' greatest player of all time. The, the Saints that, that, that is forever going to be locked down, not only as a legend in New Orleans lore, but in the NFL. This guy's going to get his, he's going to get his jacket and his coat that he didn't pay for before a lot of other people get him because he stinking deserves it. But then when you look at him and you watch it, you sit there and you go, well, how? And you think to yourself, well, he's more accomplished than Aaron Rodgers. He's playing better than, he's playing better than Aaron Rodgers is playing right now. Like, you know, people were talking about putting other people in the Pro Bowl and Stephen A said, you can make an argument that Drew Brees shouldn't be in. How? I mean, yeah, he missed six games basically because he didn't get to play much in the Rams games. But did you see the numbers? Like, dude's going hard. I take Aaron Rodgers out before him. But knowing what we know now about Drew Brees, Drew Brees and knowing what we know about Aaron Rodgers, even with the statistics the way they are, even with Drew Brees probably playing better now, would you take Drew Brees in a draft before you take Aaron Rodgers? Knowing the little bit we know about Patrick Mahomes, would you take Drew Brees in the draft before you take him? And then historically, do you take his career over people like Montana, over people like Tom Brady, over people like Peyton Manning? Because obviously, when you start to do these things that Drew Brees is doing, you start to be a part of the conversation of the greatest to ever do it at the position. And let's be honest. When you're the greatest to do it at this position, it probably puts you in the spot to be the greatest to do it, period. And so for me, who's not a Saints fan and who has his thoughts on this, I wanted to bring in my favorite Saints fan. And honestly, a dude who in the last two years of working with him has gained more respect for me 
from me for his knowledge of sports in general, but football in particular, and his understanding of the small nuances that make people great, that make teams great, but also the objectivity he could show in things that he could actually be biased about. And that's Matt Moscona. He's the host of After Further Review. We work together each and every week. Uh, I believe he had the greatest five minutes ever on a face-first podcast, um, which is going to be a part of a montage I put together at the end of this year to kind of just show what we've done so far. So I'm going to bring on Matt Moscona in a second. We're going to take a quick break really fast. So you'll actually hear his voice first, and then you'll really hear his voice and hear his thoughts on, you know, the guy affectionately, affectionately known in this state as Breezes. This is Face First with Ryan Clark. That was off now. <laughs> Gosh, how good is that? And that was Debatable. actually that was actually Matt Moscona in his many voices. This is what happens when you become a super duper star host. You can do many, many things, and he's helped me tremendously in this. But you're the Saints fan. Yeah. I am not. Diehard. Diehard Saints fan. So Saints fan before you okay, started so doing this job. Modicum of background, born in New Orleans, Old Lakeside Hospital. That's before they built the new edition. Okay. July 8th, 1982. Uh, Gosh, you're so young. Right? 80s, baby. 37. Um mom's parents and dad's parents had state season tickets forever our sundays was get up go to church go to shoney's get the buffet go to the dome all right so hey, that's shoney's buffet so D underrated so underrated now dalton hilliard was my guy i don't remember lsu dalton hilliard i love saints dalton hilliard i would cut out pictures in the newspaper and like did tack you want them on thighs like dalton here man hilliard, it looks like clyde doesn't he does it that, do. that bigger lower yes, half like deceptive power for a small guy who can move a pile short, not small Sh well yeah okay sure that's fair uh you choose your <laughs> adjective whichever you want uh man i wasn't a huge bobby a bear guy uh my brother loved Bobby Aber. I was a Dalton guy. Loved Dome Patrol. My guy was Pat Swilling. My brother loved Vaughn Johnson, who just passed last week. So, I love him, man. Went through all the pain of 40 years of being an awful franchise, and then finally they became good, and here we are, man. So, yeah, I'm a Saints guy forever. forever. So, so your, your favorite Saints moment has to be the interception. So, how big a fan of you are Trace, of Tracy Porter's, oh, though? Man. Tracy Porter, the image. So when the Saints won Super Bowl 44, I did not go to Miami. A big, a, one of my big regrets um, is financially at the time, I couldn't swing a ticket. But it's, it's what it is. But I, so I did the next best thing. Went to my dad's house. We sat there, just, just me and my dad. We sat, my brother was living in Atlanta at the time. We, me and my dad sat there at his house, man. We, at my parents' house. We watched the game and loved it. Man, when Tracy Porter had the pick six. I ran out the back door. I'm yeah, running around house, who that and everything. Yeah, man. So I got the image ingrained in my mind. Tracy Porter pointing in the end zone as he's as he's uh, pick six in it against uh, Peyton Manning. Yeah, man. Okay, uh, well, talk to one me. One of about, my greatest memories of my life. Well, man. talk to me about the uh, Minneapolis uh, miracle. Shut dude. up. That's not actually my worst. So what's so what so the th worst. There's something worse than the that? worst. Other than the pi. No, 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 no. Well. Oh. You know what? I was in the dome for that last year, RC, and I saw that play, and I was sitting about the forty yard line behind the Rams bench, about fifteen twenty rows up. Mm -hmm. Pretty good, pretty seat. So, but the play happened opposite field to my left, right? And 
I didn't speak for about two minutes. <laughs> I, like, I wasn't one of the ones booing, yelling, cursing. Right. I just looked like there's got to be a mistake. Like, they did, did you did you think there was going to be a way to fix it? Though? I don't know. I, I, I was in, just in stunned amazement. As I saw it happen, I'm like, okay, there's a flag. And then there was no flag. And then I'm looking at the replay like, and then the Saints kicked the field goal. All the way through the field goal, through the kickoff. Uh, the ensuing kickoff after the field goal. And then I just started saying to my friend Josh, who I was with, you've got to be kidding me. You know, right. like, but I, in a very muted tone. The worst ever was 2011. Because 2011 was the best Saints team ever. Okay. And to go to San Francisco yep. and to lose the way they did, the Alex Smith play. And, and for, context, for context, RC. That's the Vernon Davis play. The Vernon Davis play. Yep. That was five days after LSU was shut out in the national championship game against Alabama. It sure was. So L, so twenty one zero. Let me give you this in the dome. So let me give you this week, okay? Okay. Monday, the greatest season in LSU history ends in embarrassing fashion, twenty one nothing in the dome yep. to a team you've already beaten. I mean, uh, a, a, but be honest, you knew they weren't going to beat Alabama I didn't, at that time. I, I did not. I thought LSU would win that game. It, whenever you play multiple times, I mean, obviously you know this, but yeah. rarely do you see the same game twice. I didn't think we'd see a 9-6 to six game. I just thought LSU in that building, um, that team with that defense, it, that it was going to be different. And, yeah. and that LSU would probably be the team that loosened Alabama up a little bit, took some shots. Well, you 100% set it, yourself up for that. No, Expectations yeah. are the leading cause of disappointment. LSU was, a, was a, a, I believe, a field goal favorite in that game. They, they shouldn't have so been. I, I get it. People didn't watch the first game then. I did. <laughs> and, and I did. I watched all of it, also with my dad. But anyway, so that we, we don't need to rehash right. January 9th. But January 9th, 2012. Terrible Look, day. Is the worst day in the history of LSU football. It's There's not even a close second. Okay. That Friday, I got married. So Monday, they lose. Friday, I get married. We didn't go on our honeymoon until Sunday. We figured, hey, let's give ourselves a day to decompress, and then we leave. So Saturday was the NFC Divisional Round, Saints at Niners. Yeah. That happens. My, my wife of 24 hours. Has to see that guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, quite the opposite, actually. Um, we were leaving Saturday night to go to the airport, to stay at an airport hotel in New Orleans. We're flying to St. Lucia, so on early Sunday morning. So mm -hmm. we're going to go, so we didn't have to drive from Baton Rouge to New Orleans to fly out. Anyway, that happens, the Vernon Davis play, five days after LSU loses to Alabama in the national championship game. And I'm sitting on the couch in complete, just utter disbelief. And my, my wife of 24 hours comes up to me and goes, this is gonna ruin our <laughs> I said, I said, I said, babe, give me ten minutes. Just right. give me ten minutes. I'll be good. Just let me sit here and process what just happened. And we did. And you know what? It was the best thing, RC, because I got I got out of the country after right. that week. That I did not need to be here. You I had to see it. You had to see it no I more. Went time zones away. <laughs> Islands away <laughs> from this place, from the epicenter of football. But misery. see, you know what though? God doesn't make mistakes. He knew you couldn't be here mm. for that. So when all those things happen, He already had your getaway planned, bro. And that's what you got to think about. You're thinking about the negative of what 
Monday was. You're thinking about the negative of what Saturday was. But what it was really, it was the blessing on Sunday. And on the Sabbath, he rested. It was time for you to get he took out of he, took, he took Monday and Saturday off, too. <laughs> hey, so, okay. So, Drew Brees, is, is he your favorite saint of all time, though? He's got to be. I mean, he's got to be. Yeah, well, he doesn't have to be. Yeah, he does. He could be the most popular. He could be the most iconic. He doesn't have to be your favorite. Yeah, he does. So, Drew Brees is your favorite saint of all time. I don't even know how the conversation could start with anybody else because I'm not asking he, because no I'm even for me I'm, I'm okay so explain me why because man it's, perspective is a funny thing RC and and the Saints have gone through a stretch now since 2006 where they've you talked about expectations where the expectation is they win and they're great and you expect them to be in the playoffs and be in the hunt for 40 years the expectation was they're going to let you down mm-hmm. and that all. The, the entire culture around the franchise, the city, the state, the region, as it views the NFL, changed because of him. And he, is, he, is he in no way tied to Sean Payton? Because without sure. Sean Payton for a year, this team was extremely different. They were awful defensively in 2012, like historically bad. And mm-hmm. I believe that 2012 showed... As clear an example as there has ever been in sports, why coaching matters in the right, NFL. I got you. Because if you take him away, I heard you talking about the Patriots. Mm-hmm. If you, they went eleven and five one year without Brady in 08. They missed the playoffs. Missed the playoffs at eleven and five. By the way, I'm not concerned about that Crazy. because the team that won the Super Bowl is very near and dear to no, my heart. And so you. if Tom you. wasn't there, that's on them. No, I'm with you. I got it. All good. <laughs> I understand. But. Still, 11-5 and five and missing the postseason yeah. is, is a, a strange year. But I digress. Point is, yes, would it be different? But would Montana have been different without mm-hmm. Walsh? Would, 100%. Uh, that, it, it all goes in tandem. I agree. So it's a different conversation when you're talking about it as it relates to other sports. You know, the a greatest pitcher in baseball. I don't care right. who's managing a team. If you can go throw 102 right. and you got a wipeout slider and you got three pitches you can throw for strikes, I don't care. Yeah. What, what, I don't really care what 60-year-old man wearing spikes and a baseball <laughs> pants is so, in the dugout. Well, the only reason I asked the question was when you start the conversation of the turnaround of the Saints, I guess from the player perspective, mm-hmm. it has to be with Drew Brees. But I also believe that people connect those two That's in fair. Sean Payton and Brees, not only in yeah. the success of the Saints, but in Drew Brees' success as well. It matters. But I, I would also say Saints had – Five games this year without Brees. Went five and zero with Teddy. I mean, I, but though I think, look, you saw the video this week that Reggie Bush published of of Drew yeah. going through his mental reps. Like that's the thing people have fallen in love with. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, for the first time ever, you've had so, you've had the pleasure of watching something otherworldly special here, which this franchise has never had. Mm-hmm. So that he's brought a level of winning that's never existed here before. It is it, it is maybe the hardest thing to do to change the culture of anything when you have decades of culture ingrained in one place mm-hmm. and someone or something comes along and completely changes the mindset to where now Saints fans don't wear bags over their heads. They go into that building every week expecting to win. <laughs> Wait, first off, they don't wear bags. They actually dress up as him. That's true. <laughs> you know what I'm That's saying? True. It's it's even yes. it's even more prominent yeah. than you're making it. So in that, 
He's your favorite saint. Mm-hmm. Now, I agree with you. I believe the the culture of the New Orleans Saints changing is forever, should be forever granted, or it should always start the conversation with Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. That's the name. And I think even more so, this organization's sustained excellence and consistency is 100% on the right arm and the brain and the work ethic of that man. Mm-hmm. Is he? Here it comes. And where is he in the Pantheon, the Mount Rushmore, the list, the tiers of greatest quarterback of all time? And you don't have to list them yet because yeah. I'm going to get you to list them. Do you think he belongs in that conversation at all? Uh, absolutely in the conversation. This is probably going to disappoint Saints fans or just NFL fans in general because I think that list is sort of homogenous. I don't think it's like saying this is whenever I've been asked this question, this has always been my, my go to. Put line up Kate Upton, Tyra Banks, <laughs> Cindy Crawford, L. McPherson, Farrah Fawcett. Put them all did on you, the wall. Did you put the lady from Weird Science in there? Kelly LeBrock? Put her in there. She got to be in there. They made her. How about Brooks Nader? New SI swimsuit yes. model, yep. Brooks Nader. Okay. Put them all on the wall and and go, okay, now differentiate which one's hotter. That's tough. That's difficult. It's going to be based on what you want. The thi- Exactly. Some people like blondes. Some people like brunettes. Some some guys are butt guys. Some guys are <laughs> boob guys. Can I say that? Boob guys. What, can, absolutely. Okay. Say it. So, but, this is a podcast. But my point is like, you know what I mean. It's like. They're all exceptional. And you could say, well, Brady's got the Super Bowls. He does. Breeze has played the bulk of his career in New Orleans with crappy defenses. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick's known as a defensive guy. What if Breeze had defenses? I don't know. Does that make him any less great? I think in this conversation, Bree, there is an unintended bias against Drew because he doesn't look like an elite quarterback. He's not 6'5 with a huge arm. I think similarly, Aaron Rodgers is given more rope in this conversation because he is maybe, would you say you played against these guys? Rodgers. Rodgers is the best I've ever played against. Okay, Rodgers, Marino, Favre, uh, they give you Elway. They just give when, when you talk about the arm strength. You know, but some people say, well, Elway went to six Super Bowls, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. or, or did he go to four or six? He went to four. He went to four. One, that's right. He, he, he went to four, lost two. Yep. He won two. So went to four Super Bowls. And when he won them, he wasn't. He was John Elway. Same with Peyton Manning at the end of his career with his second. So, but I also understand that the NFL values moments more than numbers. Major League Baseball is numbers based. Mm -hmm. We can we know the number seven fifteen when Hank Aaron broke Mm -hmm. Babe Ruth's. We know what seven fifteen means. Huge. We know what three hundred wins means. We know what five hundred homers used to mean before everybody started sticking needles in their ass. But the right. point is, we baseball's a numbers game. Right. If I said, do you know the exact number of passing yards that Breeze owns? I don't. Like, yeah, because we know he has the record. And it's fluid. It, and it's very fluid. And it will be in the era matters. So I guess it just, there's, it's just, it's a moving target. So I believe that it is kind of to each their own. If you think Cindy Crawford's the, the baddest chick that ever walked the right. face of the earth, then you may agree Kate Upton is, man, Kate Upton. Right, yeah, but, <laughs> right I got you. But I'm just, I like Cindy. 
Or if you like Tyra, like Little Penny from the Science Club said hello. Yeah, like hey, Little Penny, so, yeah. It, Tyra it, Banks, fool. Penny! That was Tyra <laughs> Banks, fool. It was so good. Right. Is that not the best ad campaign ever? And a the little, shoes were dope, too, little, though. They really were. Did you ever have Shaq Gnosis? No, what is that? You know the Shaq Gnosis? That's a shoe? Well, look up Shaq Gnosis right there, please. Shaq Gnosis shoes. It was like a hypnosis swirls. Wait, where, Sha where do I Shaq even get on the internet on this computer? Uh, oh, look, right here. Go to the little, uh, right there. Now, Google, just search uh, Shaq Gnosis. Is that a real thing? I, that is it. Paul, did you have Shaq Gnosis? No, he didn't. It was uh, they were. It was when Shaq had his Reebok deal, and they were like, you know the, you know hypnosis swirls. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And it swirls. Yeah. They got the Shaq gnosis. Oh, Z. Oh, these were code. See? Yeah. Tap on one. Paul, Paul can bring it up. Those were code. You are right. All right look, man. Shaq. Man, you know Shaq gnosis are like four hundred dollars now. F11. Hit F11. Good gracious. Hit F11. Where is F11 on here? I got Boom. you. Didn't work. <laughs> Here we go. Ah. Ten. Nope. Yeah. There we go. Sorry. Full screen. No, we're I, great. This, I, this is the great thing about a podcast. Is I, everything's I everything's podcast. Everything's fluid. So now everybody's watching can see them. Those were the Shaq Gnosis. It was like the hypnosis world. Right. They dope. Little Maddie dope. had those. They were dope. What did you I, call me, Mad Maddie? Ma Ma Maddie Moscone. Maddie Moscone. Little Maddie, Maddie Moscone. He had, had hair those. too. He did. He had hair. He was also really okay. Fat. So okay, I get that. So now you're all right. We're saying it's it's based on, on what you like, mm -hmm. right? The 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 woman you'd pick is, mm -hmm. is how you laid it out. But mm -hmm. the quarterback that you'd pick to be the goat is based on what you like. And also, I would think I'd have to say it's based on your criteria. Mm -hmm. Now, many times when we start to put certain people in these conversations, especially at quarterback, it goes to wins. And I can say this from my perspective. I think sometimes wins are allotted to quarterbacks when they don't necessarily deserve them, and also some losses. You know, you go back to Tom Brady losing to the Philadelphia Eagles. They didn't lose because of him. But then I can take you back to early on in his career and say, you know what, Tom Brady wasn't the focal point of the early New England Patriots Super Bowl teams, but they had great defense, a great coach. He was solid, and they had the greatest kicker of all time. Mm -hmm. And so I understand those things. I also understand that Drew Brees has had some breaks and some defenses that couldn't have won with any quarterback. But all of that goes into your resume. Yeah. All of that goes into how people perceive you. So when you're putting Drew Brees in this, how are you analyzing him? What is your critique of him? And how do you place him amongst those other quarterbacks? So if you want, if you made me do the list, I would start with Brady. Okay. Because and I and he's been in the model franchise. I get it with the best coach of all time, but in part, Belichick is also the best coach of all time because he's had, I think, the best quarterback of all time. Right. Tom has he's got the measurables, the six five. He can make all mm -hmm. the throws. Even his longevity's been unmatched. His preparation similarly. Yeah, similar there, to there, Drew. There have been stories told yeah. about how even early in his career he'd be there working on footwork drills, mm -hmm. and when like uh you know a, a maybe a, a Someone working for the organization would see him. He'd tell him, hey, don't tell anybody I was here. Like, he he wanted all that work to be on on the down low. I think the way he he's driven and motivates himself. Yep. Like, at this point in his career, it, we, we didn't even mention Giselle. We could throw Giselle into the mix. So, <laughs> like, you know, like... like that's why, he, that's why he can go for 23 mil and not get the 30. Right. You're married to Giselle, who makes more money than you, exactly. 
Uh, you've married a Brazilian supermodel. You've won more Super Bowls than anybody. You've got good looks. You're like you have the life. If someone was going to the 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 pick your life market, you know, like they're picking Tom Brady's. Tom life. Brady's definitely up. There. He's up there, right? And yet he's still motivated because he was a six round pick. Yep. It's like you and me are going. Okay, whatever, Tom. But, but like, that, that's how but we that's get the through. That's Absolutely. How through. So that's the thing. Um, so I I would start there because he's got the measurables, he's got the records, he's got the longevity, he's got the work ethic, he's got the rings, he's got all that stuff. I mean, okay. he checks he checks every box. That's where I'd start. Um, but then you could look at a guy like Terry Bradshaw, and I get to see Terry Bradshaw play. He got but four. I, but I can, he got four. I've seen a lot of it. But I can a ton. I, of oh, it. I'm, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, being in Pittsburgh, so you probably know this better than me. But I look at the steel curtain. And I'll look at two Hall of Fame wide receivers and Hall of Fame running back, and I go, was yeah. he really that good? I don't know yeah. if he was that guy. Well, that basically, that whole team yeah. is kind of in the Hall of Fame. The whole team's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That is, but when you dominate the way that they did and you do it statistically, defensively, how they did, when you look at Lynn Swan or Stalwart's numbers and you compare them to other wide receivers that get mm -hmm. in, you're like, okay. It was a little bit different, but there were clutch moments because yeah. you had clutch opportunities. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I'm not saying again, but that's where you it it feels odd because it doesn't feel like you can accentuate someone in this conversation without denigrating without, someone yes, else, which is hard. And and that's where I'm like, okay, you're trying to tell me that I need to convince you mm -hmm. that L. McPherson doesn't look good. Like, find the flaws <laughs> right. in Tyra Banks, and I'm like, right. yeah. I, she hot too, but you know what I mean? Right, right. It's, that's, that's where I I know people want this definitive who's the greatest, and I yeah. just don't think it's a it's possible. The conversation's fun, right. but we don't have a standard metric. Like, man, what if Drew Brees didn't wasn't jobbed by the worst call maybe in NFL history? Yeah. The Minneapolis miracle. Yeah. And then 2011, he's been to four, but he didn't. So does that mean all of a sudden we have to start pointing at, well, he's short and he doesn't have a great arm and he's the little guy who went to Purdue. And so then you start pointing, you start cherry picking the fact that yeah, she's got a mole on her hip and <laughs> she does I, have a birthmark got a by her ear. And you know what? Look, flyaways. Got a, got a little toenail fungus too. It's kind of gross. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, but, and, but, but in that though, in these conversations, I mean, the conversation is had in basketball a lot. Because there, there's mm. one guy who stays at the top of it. It's mm -hmm. Michael Jordan. And for many people, at least of my era, that doesn't change. And, and we're going to formulate the conversation, at least I am. I'm going to move the conversation into this is why no one will ever be. And then you have a guy like LeBron who you look at, physically he's different. Mm -hmm. He plays the game holistically different than Michael Jordan plays it. You know, you can say that he gets other people involved. He's like a nicer person, like all of these different things. And then you, I, I look at it and I say, hey, man, but when you needed to win, that dude, he was going to win. And he had a Gatorade commercial where they sang you a know, song about it. They sang a song. He had Sometimes him, I dream. He made movies. That he is me. Yeah. You got to see that's how I dream to be. Boom, 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 boom. A dream I moved. Ah. Dream I grooved. Like Mike, ah, if I, I could be, be like Mike, I wanna be, I wanna be like Mike. Like Mike. <laughs> hey, see, that's the thing. Nobody did. was ever going to sing that song about any other basketball Hell player. Hell no. But when you start to make the tears of it, and this, here's what I said: these are the things. Because I remember last year I got crushed when he broke the the yardage record. Because when people asked me about him, I was like, oh, he kind of looks like my accountant, and and I was doing it in like a, <laughs> I remember, I, you know, and I was doing, and like I didn't mean it. 
I, I didn't mean it oh, negatively. God. You know, a lot of people thought I just meant because my accountant was white, but it wasn't even that, which your, he is. He's Jewish. Your accountant's white. He's Jewish. Like, right. And so, you know, it wasn't it wasn't that. But I was like, you know, like I've stood in front of Drew Brees. I've stood next to Drew Brees. It, it isn't imposing. And I've mm-hmm. played against him. And I never like you. I went to games against Tom Brady. And I was like, man, even if we do all this junk, right, we still in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Just because he because he was that good, and I remember doing everything right against Aaron Rodgers and not being able to stop him. I remember calling the right coverages, being in the right place, but in facing Drew, even though I understood his greatness and I respected him, I just didn't have that feeling. Mm. And Makes so, sense. and and I think when you have that type of historical reference of being an experience with a guy, you look at it differently than you look at a Brett Favre or who I did play against or a Dan Marino who you just hear the stories, you watch the film, and you go, oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. And then when you look at the statistics, it's like, well, Drew, like has Drew Brees ever been considered the greatest quarterback of his time? But that goes back to also what I think, and you just did it unknowingly, the inherent bias against Drew because of the fact that he's six foot tall and looks like mm. your accountant. Mm. I, I think I don't say that anymore because I, I realized that that was a bad thing that, to yeah, say. Don't, don't say that anymore. I won't but, say that anymore. But I, but I think that is that's something that Drew will never get past. But I also don't know that it matters. Well, I think you know, you know what I, I will, will say. Like I, it was kind of a, a joke at the time, and I thought people would take it as a joke, but they didn't. Um, Imagine look, that. Yeah, we look at you know you look at Russell Wilson. He's mm-hmm. a, a thicker guy, but he's not necessarily Short. this imposing figure. Yeah. But he does have a cannon, right? And, and sometimes we don't attribute that to Drew Brees. But his accuracy, to me, is unmatched. Drew's also 41 years old. Well, well no, like, but even – but I, I feel like even in his prime – Drew Brees was a great – Drew Brees had schol- baseball scholarship offers coming out of high school. Yeah, and he I could had, have gone to play college baseball had, at Baylor. And I had basketball but, okay offers. that but, doesn't mean i was a hooper but major but major <laughs> no. but, but breeze is though that's no. the difference like he's he's a he can dunk he's a scratch golfer he's the maybe the greatest right. quarterback and, and, like listen, he's a great and, athlete and, but those are and, and here's what i'll tell you ben roethlisberger is exactly like that right he was the four sport letterman and you know and so and so i'm not i'm not taking away from drew in any of those ways but i'm saying like a lot of these guys we talk about like if you look at ben roethlisberger you don't consider him that level athlete. Because I, I, you look at his body. I mean, it's like he like he liked the, the popsicle that you used to break like this and you give like your little girlfriend <laughs> one and you'd keep one. Like that's how he's built. Right? But when, we, so but when we played our softball game. With the game, two sticks. The two sticks. So you break it like that. That's what he looks like. But when we played our softball game, he was in his offense versus defense. Troy was the best softball player. On defense, and he had major league, you okay. know, he had tryouts for the major league when he was at USC in center field, all that stuff. How did he wear a hat? He didn't have his hair wasn't as long then. It wasn't as long then. And then Ben was the best. And so then we'd go in the locker room and we played this around the world game in the garbage can mm-hmm. with uh, tape balls. He okay. was the best at that. Yeah. And then he'd go play ping pong. And mm, he was the best. And so, like, yeah. usually those types end up being very good NFL quarterbacks. And so you could compare all of those things. And I'm not saying this to to knock Drew Brees at all because his his statistics are what they are because he's an all-time great. Yeah. But there there's also whether you look at it as a bias or not and you can say it's because he's, you know, 6 foot, but he's never been the MVP. 
And and you could say, but and there then, were years people think he should have been. That so then you go into that the subjective part of this conversation again. Right. So Drew Brees very well should have been, I think, the MVP in 2011 because I think he was the best player in Who the was NFL. That? Was it, Peyton? it was Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers when they yeah. went 15 and one, right. and Aaron had a great season, but their team went 15 and one, and the Saints were 13 and three. Mm-hmm. So they give the nod lose, to the, the guy. The year he lost to Peyton too. Yeah, was very it, close. With last year was Pat Mahomes. Last year was right there. I, I have no problem with Mahomes winning it, but it's yeah because he he reached a milestone of MVP ism, which is 50 touchdowns. But if if you're gonna if you're going to sit here and go, Matt Ryan has an MVP, who would you take, Matt Ryan or Drew Brees? Drew Brees, 100%. Cam Newton has an MVP. You can take Cam or Drew. Drew Brees, but that year, I would have taken Cam. I understand. Yeah. But my point is that it's also in a given year where – Who else Who else does what yeah, in your so, year? Like, I agree. We've had this conversation here of late with Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow just won the Heisman by the biggest margin ever. Okay, It doesn't mean Joe Burrow had the greatest season in the history of college football. But, but this year. But – not only this year, but it also was a year where two, three, and four in the vote got almost the identical number of second place votes. So, be- Burrow, you had such a far and away number one. Yeah. But the number two was a clump. It was split. Think about a year like Reggie Bush or the the Reggie had Vince Young. Reggie Bush, Vince Young, Matt, Matt Leiner, Leiner, who had won it the who year before. The year right. So you had all three of those guys sharing first place votes, so you were going to have a much closer race. And Reggie Bush's year was It was amazing. Ridiculous. Absolutely. So, But my point is, like, that's nothing that you can control, the subjectivity of how someone views a year and where they vote for an MVP. So the right. fact that Drew hasn't won one is more of an outlier. I think he should have won it in 2011, but they... They they gave the nod to the guy who led the quarterback was quarterback of the team and went fifteen to one and right. lost. And, and so, but I think though, when we start to do these things, right? You go okay from a physical, not even just stature, from a physical standpoint. When we watch guys make certain throws, some of the velocity, the 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 yardage in the air, some of those things we don't attribute to Drew Brees. We do say the accuracy, the the mastery of the offense and the understanding of where people are going to be. Drew Brees, I think, is far and beyond what many of those guys are. He's in that Tom Brady realm, if not number one. So if you were ranking him, if you were giving me a top five of quarterbacks right now, for historically, with Drew Brees where he is now, where does Drew Brees rank for you? Now, then, like, it's crazy because you got to remember, mm-hmm. Brett Favre has three in a row. In a row. You don't have MVPs. Yes. I don't care about MVPs. Like it, it's I know. Part, it's part of the conversation, but that's also something that somebody else decided. It's not anything that the players on the field can control. So I'm gonna I am gonna weight more heavily the things that the players on the field can control, right? So like your your yardage, your pass, your and, and let's also not forget Drew Brees has been in his career throwing to the likes of Lance Moore and Marcus Colson. Now he's got a dude now. I'm not mistaken that, uh-huh. but. Before, which is why he's good, which helps him but, be very good now. No question. But he's, Be- he, he's before, made other people good. Before Michael Thomas, Marcus Colston, who's the l- greatest receiver in the history of the Saints franchise statistically, never made a Pro Bowl. Yeah. Marcus Colston never made a Pro Bowl. The only Pro Bowl receiver Breeze had ever played with was Joe Horn. Mm-hmm. And Joe Horn didn't make a Pro Bowl with Drew. He only played part of that 06 season, and then he was out. So Breeze never... Played with with a, a Pro Bowl receiver. I mean, yeah, no, he's a monster. He, he got, imagine if he had had a he had a Jimmy Graham for for a short time. 
Okay, tight end, receiver. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely fair. But look at what Jimmy Graham has become without Drew Brees. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. So I mean, I think all I, never of, I think Jimmy all that Graham factors. Fans. I know, I and I was. I yeah. love Jimmy in the offense. Yeah, I think he was. He was special here. He, he there's no question. Was I mean, he here. was a they Sean Payton maximized Jimmy Graham, and he was a major red zone problem for yeah. teams, and it opened up so much of the offense. Anyway, um, I would start. I would default with Brady, and I have this. I hate to say that to go Joe Montana because Joe Montana haunted my dreams as a kid. Like right. in the late '80s, early '90s, when the Saints actually had their first modicum of success, mm-hmm. they made the playoffs the first time in '87, won the division for the first time in '91. But it's like there were so many years. Saints were twelve and four, Niners were thirteen and three. Right, it was just like <laughs> right. you you couldn't get over that yeah. run, hey, which at the time was I'll the greatest what, run too, the NFL though, had ever seen. There was some ballers on yeah, that team. Yeah, there too. was man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know Montana and Rice yeah, and Taylor and, and Craig and, then and Dallas with yeah, yeah they were put awesome. Dallas in that as well. Yeah, so okay. um, but see, like, so you mentioned Dallas. Aikman's got three. We don't talk about Aikman in this conversation. I agree. Nobody ever talks about Troy Aikman. Mm-hmm. And he's not in the conversation so, for me. So, and he's a Hall of Famer. I don't think there's any question. Right. But I define Hall of Fame probably different than some do. Like, it is a Hall of Fame. You're Like, who is accrued in a, a degree of fame of fame mm-hmm. because of their accolades and what they've done in, yeah. in this sport. And I think, so, but you know what? I believe those things are, are weighed differently. And because it is subjective, because people have the conversation about that. They debate about that. Now, there's... There are some names, like, to me, I believe the Hall of Fame should be this way. I believe I should be able to say Drew Brees. And if you ask 100 football players, is Drew Brees a Hall of Famer? A Hall of Famer, I believe 100 football players say yes. Yeah, for sure. Right? If you ask the same thing about Randy Moss, about uh, Larry Allen, mm-hmm. right? There, there, there are just some names. When you say them, yeah. people say 100% Hall of Fame. I believe if we have to debate and discuss about it so many times— you start to say, um, so maybe not. You and I are, are like, I don't know. So my feeling on the Hall of Fame, I know this is like a completely deviation no, from what we're cool. talking about. This is going to be the longest podcast we've ever done. That's fine. And people love it. My opinion on the Hall of Fame is this is binary. It is a yes or it is a no. I agree. You do not get 100 votes <laughs> over the course of a decade. <laughs> right. And then you say, well, but they only let five guys or six guys in. Then that have one year. It's not a Hall of Very Good. No, right. You have one year then when you say, you know what, we're going to correct the mistakes of all these years. Because you're right now in this era where you've got a logjam of receivers. Guys that are great players that are Hall of Famers, but you just got... Why is Marvin Harrison waiting his turn to get in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Is Marvin Harrison a Hall of Famer? 100%. Why is he waiting? <laughs> why does that guy, Like, our, our guy, Kevin Mawai. Yeah. Why in the hell did, did he the guy that wait? was on two all-decade teams, <laughs> right. it was like a six-time All-Pro. Like, why did he have to wait five, right. like, go through this five times? Like, that guy's a Hall of Famer. Put him in. I agree. So you just have one year where you just go, okay, we're making amends from all the wrongs. Of all the, these they're kind of doing that this year. And, no, but you still they still cap the number that can get in. My yeah. point is, let everybody in now that's supposed to be a Hall of Famer. And then moving forward, when your year comes up after your requisite five-year waiting period, you're a Hall of Famer or you're not, not. and that's it. That's I agree. It. No, I agree with that. It's, it's no, well, we're going to let you in later. <laughs> nah. And, 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 and I believe, though, that conversation happens in that room where we're looking at a Marvin Harrison who everybody knows is a Hall of Famer, but there's a wide receiver that needs to get in, or he won't ballot. get, or, yeah. he, or he won't get yeah, in. That's true. And so they say, man, Andre Reed. This happened, right, to Andre Reed. Right. So man, we we could put Marvin, but Marv has next year. Yeah. Or Marv has the next year. Yeah. So and and I believe that's unfair because if those dudes have earned it, you're in. You're in. So you're in. 
You're in or you're not in. But this you're running. Hard. You're running from the question. What's the question? The oh, question. The five? Who are the top oh, yeah. five okay. quarterbacks? So don't run. I, but again, it's like I'm not asking you. I'm, I'm Matt Muscona's top five. Banks and L. McPherson. I don't care. They're all great. Can I just? Can I'm I, not saying. I'm not saying who. We know you take them all. Can I? Can I? <laughs> right? Can I just pick them in whatever order? Whatever order. And, and just put them in. Then put them in order one to five. All right. I'll go. I'll go. Brady Montana one two. Um, who, what's yours? You do yours first. Um. You do yours first, and right. I'll do mine. So, so it's Brady Montana. Okay, so we agree there. One, two. Peyton Manning. Did you ever think anybody would surpass Montana, though? No. So that's why I go, I'm with you on MJ, the MJ LeBron thing, which I hate that conversation, by the way. I don't want to go down that road. But I never thought anybody would surpass Montana, and then Brady did. So I'm like, I don't think anybody's going to surpass MJ, but maybe somebody can. Yes. It's almost like 50 years ago, I bet nobody thought... That will would there anybody would come by come back. Well, you know what? Well, I think I think see, what now, happened, see what I did. Yeah, I think see what, what I have you running away. Yeah. I think what happens is no, as, I as I the started a as, new conversation. as the eras go go along, the people that are a part of that era begin to try to debunk the thought of the generations before them, yeah. and and that's what causes the conversations. Because honestly, when we look at things numerically, mm-hmm. as the games change. It's different, right? Yeah. Like James Harden, James Harden is scoring at a rate now yeah. that we really haven't seen people score since. But he's Will. a volume scorer. You see what I'm saying? He <laughs> shoots 27 free throws a night. Okay. Right? And, and gets a free throw line. Right. Also, but like I look at James Harden and I don't think James Harden is the best player now. I agree. I believe LeBron James is the best player. And then you'd go to Giannis and then you had to go down the line. And so. I love Russ. Oh, Russ is my favorite player. I love Russ. Russ is my favorite player. And so. If Giannis is a freak, though, oh, I was at the his, his, his name. I was the Greek freak. I was at the All Star game in New Orleans when he made his first All Star game. Uh-huh. It was at when AD dropped fifty, and uh, I lucked up. Got got great seats, our ESPN affiliation, all that stuff. And I mean, I'm sitting like five rows from the floor. It's like center court, and Giannis was the only guy who didn't realize like. Hey, it's, it was, it's the All Star game. It's, it's a show. Man. God rest his soul. And, He's like Sean Taylor in the Pro Bowl. Oh, and hits punters. <laughs> that story is, oh my God. <laughs> Dude. Like, you could tell the other guys getting pissed at Giannis, like, hey, Rook, tone right. it down, man. Right. It's the all star game. He's like, he just, he did, it just didn't register for him to go at anything but full throttle, which was incredible to see. So, all right, so five. Five. So, um, you and Peyton, three. So we got Brady, Montana, Montana Peyton. Peyton. This is where it gets hard. I would go Drew there. That's where I would go Drew. And then I would probably go so, so 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 here so here's what happens. But right? I have no idea about Fran Tarkenton. Right. So, so this is I'm gonna, I don't I know go. why A Tittle played in the forties in right. LSU. But so, was so he it, awesome? Probably. So here's my thing. So, Should so, he be in here? So maybe wait, so, so I can go I can go one, two, three, right? And then it gets tiered out for me. Okay. And and when when I say it gets tiered out, right? So like at four, it looks like Drew Brees and Brett Favre and Dan Marino and Elway. Aaron Rodgers and John Elway. Like all okay. of those guys go there. And so okay, my I'm good with that. Yeah. So so my top three, my top three doesn't go along with your L. McPherson, Tyra Banks, different things like that. Like I can numerically shift 
sift them out through my mind. Like Peyton Manning has five MVPs. I think he's the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. See, which that was a shot. But no, but he is though. Which though, when you look at Drew Brees, actually, he's not. Drew Brees is. No, can I finish? No, okay. he's not. He's not because he has five MVPs. Those are, uh, again, he has, something subjective those are, those that other people regular, have to vote on. But he still won them. Okay, he still won them. Brees has broken his records. I get it. Drew, Drew Brees played in a different offense. Drew Brees didn't have his neck fused. He did have his shoulder broken. He didn't half. have his neck fused. I had my shoulder broken too, and I still split people in half. It's different than having your neck stuck together like this. But you the, got through the football. It's a with different your deal. You got through your football. And I'm Russell shoulder. Newton now at DB Precision. But you like, have to. But you have, to have your Russell, shoulder to throw the football. I am Russell Newton. I can have my neck fused yeah. and still do this. Right, but your neck and your vertebrae control many different things. Matt Muscona. Matty Muscona obviously didn't take his prerequisites but see of what's anatomy happened? and Do you see what's things. happening now? Now you're this is why I hate the conversation. Now you're telling me I have to denigrate Peyton bleeping Manning, who had his neck. But that's what you're doing. And try, that's what that's you're, you're that's I why didn't denigrate this conversation Drew. sucks. It's you did because okay, you, so, you said okay, about so, his shoulder. So, so, you so, talked about so his shoulder. Drew is, Drew oh, is your four. I, I split people in half even though Here's I broke my shoulder. Drew is your four, and he's part of my fourth tier. I don't, I, don't, I don't know where to put those guys. Okay, let me ask you a question. One, all right, I'll put it to you this way. You have to go win one game today. It's the biggest game of your life. Tom Brady. No, 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 that's not the question. Would you take Peyton Manning or Drew Brees? Ooh, that's tough. Is it a regular season game or it's, a playoff see, game? It's, that, it's not tough for me. That's where it's not tough for me. Because I saw, I've seen Peyton not deliver in that spot too many times. But... I've never so, seen Drew. So here's what I'll in say. that spot. Yes, you did. He he did it last year because after the PI, I know you said yeah. the the, over, the overtime. Yeah. So the he, overtime he, he, says you, you he, got, he got hit when he threw it. So, but you still I don't care, Mike. That, that that's part of football. It's different than Peyton throwing the pick six to Tracy Porter in the no, Super Bowl. No, listen here. I, I don't that's, disagree. That, that you you I'm missed not, the read. I'm not disagreeing but with that. Drew but what gets I'm telling you is this the though. Ball floats. So, but here's what I'm telling you. I'd probably I'd take if I had my choice. I'd take Aaron Rodgers before I took Drew. I'd probably take Russell Wilson before I took. I mean, that, that's, but that, that's that's mm. my decision, mm. right? And and see, and so I mm. think all of those conversations come. I take mm. Brett Favre, mm. right? In the playoffs, I take freaking Eli Manning. Like I'm just saying, mm. like all of these things happen. Mm. Mm. But mm. hey, man, it was great having you. We did not solve a problem, right? We found no solution to our issue. Maybe at the end of this season, but me and you will get here and do it for two hours. We did. Reintroduce you to Shaq Gnosis. We sang like and Mike. And we sang like Mike. Guys, so good. this is Maddie Moscone back again. I appreciate him. We're going to finish up with Here's the Thing and we'll be done. <laughs> Maddie Moscone was on fire. He was wrong, but he was on fire. His, his tears were wrong. He made up songs and he made us think about Tyra Banks, Kate Upton. No, that was actually something good that he did. I got to give that to him. Um, but here's the thing, and, and here's how I'll finish. Drew Brees is an all-time great. There is no way that we can list these guys out. I think Tom Brady is going to be at the top of all of our list, all of our Mount Rushmores, because he's Tom Brady, and he has six, and he's been to nine, and he's shown up in so many of those games. So it's hard for us to say that he's not. But Drew Brees is in the conversation Drew Brees' numbers says that we have to give him respect. His work ethic 
got him there. The heights that he is playing at right now say that he's going to be part of this conversation next year again. And because of him, the Saints are relevant. But we could, like, dice this up any way we want. The hard part about Drew Brees is if you ask football people and you say, hey, do you want, would you take a prime Aaron Rodgers, a prime, shoot, put Pat Mahomes in there, a prime Dan Marino or Drew Brees, the talent of those guys, we put Brett Favre, the talent of those guys, the things that they can do uh, from the pocket, outside of the pocket, their arm strength, all of these things we're going to see. And, and a lot of people are going to say, I want those dudes. And then when you compare him to other people historically in, in, in individual accomplishments, in team accomplishments, when you look at the, the Joe Montanas and you look at the Tom Brady's and the Peyton Manning's and we, we look at their careers and their resumes, which, you know, two of those guys are, are finished, two uh, Drew Brees and Tom Brady still aren't, we're going to say, man, that Joe Montana had four. And then you're going to say Tom Brady had six and Peyton Manning had five MVPs and he won two Super Bowls, even though the one at the end may not have been him, but he was on the team. And so all of these things are going to go against Drew Brees if we get into that conversation. So let's just not have it. Let's have the conversation about the dude from Purdue whose arm was dang near tore off going after a ball to San, in San Diego. They gave up on him, moved to Phillip Rivers. They get him in New Orleans, and you get Sean Payton, and he changes a city. He didn't change the team. He changed the city, a city that was not okay with losing but accustomed to it, a city that kids who grew up on the West Bank found other teams to love because they couldn't love that team. Drew Brees changed that. And I can be honest, I'm not a Drew Brees fan, but I'm a fan of football. I'm a fan of people who weren't supposed to be certain things that make themselves bigger than that. I'm a fan of a dude that sits in the building by himself alone until Reggie Bush sneaks in to take videos of him to show him doing things that other people would consider weird that I understand. When a dude's going through his progression pregame, goes through it after throwing a slant and nobody knows what he's doing and they're trying to figure out why does he stop there? Why does he stop there? Why does he stop there? Why does he run to the end zone? Like that joke is dope. And it's maybe only dope to people who are football nerds like me, but that's how you get here. That's how you have the most passing yards in a career. That's how you have the most passing TDs. That's how you break the record on Monday night football. Not once, but twice. You break it twice. And the first time you do it and they take it away because of a bogus offensive P.I. call, what you do, you flip the ball in the air because you ain't tripping because you know you're going to throw two more anyway because they can't stop you. Not because you're 6'5", not because you're 220, not because you run 4'3 like Lamar, but because you have worked your craft and studied your craft in a way that not many other people have. And so when you watch all, all these kids and it's hashtag crafting, perfecting my craft, working on my craft. No, you're not. You're just doing cardio. You're just hanging out. You're just making videos. What that dude does, what he was doing in his building by himself, that's perfecting your craft. And so we can try to top five this thing until we're blue in the face. We can try to goat this thing until we talk ourselves into being bored with the conversation. But the conversation should be this. Drew Brees is an all-time great. The numbers say it. 
His success says it. His continued consistent excellence says it. So instead of trying to figure out where he fits, let's just go with he fits. And he fits for New Orleans. He fits for this offense. And it's going to be tough to come down here and beat the New Orleans Saints. Not because of all the other stuff, but because of Drew Brees. So we saw history. We'll see more history. We'll see if history ends up in another ring. I'm RC. This is DB Precision's Face First. Thank you to Maddie Moscone. We'll talk to you next week. Nobody told me looked over, but still dedicated. Played in the league for 13, I ain't gotta be favorite. Two Super Bowls, Honolulu, I stood with the greatest. The thing is this, if never rich, I'm good with my neighbors. DB Precision, television, ain't asked for no favors. Numbers don't lie, neither do pictures, just look in the papers. No backing down or turning back, part two of the movie. Never the biggest, but it takes more than two just to move me. Ain't gotta like what I'm saying, just respect it, it's honest. Run through opponents, watch the film, it's effective, I promise. Sit back and grab your popcorn, watch me go to work. And tackle all of these topics right here on Face First. Uh.